This is Inside the Natural State, an Arkansas sports podcast. What's up, everybody? We are back, and it is the Thanksgiving week edition of Inside the Natural State. What's up, Steve? What's going on, man? I football season this year and last year just just not my forte. Before you even before you even say anything, wow, what the, I wasn't gonna oh, say anything. Whatever, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, please, it's still football season. Yeah, unfortunately, it is in the NFL. Isn't it? it is in the NFL. NFL's got what two or three weeks left. Yeah, we got a while ways to go. Yeah. Uh, until the playoffs. Playoffs yeah. start what mid December. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Razorback football is finally coming to a horrendous. Horrendous end. It, it came to an end a while ago. It's just, oh, I mean, can we just forfeit the last game? Can we? Could we? I mean, well, and you know, of course, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about LSU right now. This past Saturday, yeah, were we really surprised at the outcome? No, I. So I wasn't surprised at the outcome at all. I, I mean, I'd hope that maybe they could try to play within twenty twenty five something like that. I mean, we ended up what thirty six. So. Um, we Not beat the spread. Is that a moral victory? No. Um, no. <laughs> I mean, I guess we got to look for wins where we can get them. So, I mean, it wasn't club dub. And we didn't make the Sports Center top 10. Oh, thank goodness. So, so which is surprising. That's a, that's a win in my book. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it was it was frustrating. I mean, it was, wasn't anything that I didn't expect to, have, to see, but it was, there was some things that you just look and you're just like, man, these guys haven't had any coaching. I mean, and it was interesting because – Following along on social media, I didn't think that I, I tweeted out a whole lot. Like we went. I to, was beginning to wonder, and I was sitting there, and, and uh, probably midway through the first quarter, I'm going, my phone hasn't gone off at all. <laughs> I'm sitting there going, oh my gosh, did he already stroke out? Oh well, crap! Well, we ended up running around. We had a we had a kid free weekend, so we kind of ran right. around, and and we went to. Um, my wife had to go do some shopping at a, at a friend's uh, little boutique here in town, and so we ended up going to dinner with them afterwards. And so we're at Gino's and. Um, cause we went to the new pizza place over here, the new lost pizza company or something. Oh yeah. Is that, how is it? I don't know. They don't have beer yet. So we left. So, <laughs> well, we so were, we were all they get a one go, star rating right now. Yeah, well, we were all going to go <laughs> hang out just to have a drink. And so on their website, it says, yes, beer and everything. So we got there and they're like, Oh, we don't have beer yet. Like, all right, we're leaving. So we went to Gino's, which was a much worse decision. Um, and, <laughs> and so, oh, yeah. but, but so we're sitting there watching the game and, the first, when when Jefferson decided just to casually run out of bounds, three yards short of the sticks, when it that would he been an easy first, he down. could have gotten the first down. Yeah, I was screaming at the TV in Geno's, and there was literally like five people in there, and I was like, I looked, I was like, yeah, I think we should probably go home now. And so I, that's part of why because I was driving, um, but following along on social media, um, it was interesting. I don't. Some people would would were really up in arms about the lack of talent and it wasn't coaching. It was just, we don't, we, we suck. We have, I think, uh, was it Deandre Coley? I think even came out with a tweet yeah. that, that made something to that reference. And, and I'm not disagreeing that there's some, definitely some lack of talent. I mean, when you see well, the, the play that's been played over and over again on Twitter here over the last couple of days has been the Sosa game getting just absolutely manhandled and mauled by their left ta- or left guard. Um, and it's, scary to think of how much better LSU was. But here's the thing. We've talked about Aguim a lot and whether or not he's a bust or not. I mean, has Aguim really gotten any decent coaching since he's been here? I mean, I, I feel for Aguim because the guy had a ton of talent. 
He's he's a very talented football player, um, but man, he he's not lived up to the hype. Nowhere near what he was supposed to be. You know, I want to I, I want to say that he has, but he's just not showing it. How many staffs has he been uh, been under? I, I mean, mean, how many positions has he played right. since he's been here? But so didn't he play under two different systems under Brett? And now you've got Chief who comes in, and they couldn't figure out where to put him, and he's played different. So, I mean, he's been all over the place since he's been at Arkansas. So, I mean, that's disappointing in and of itself is is the – but. So, Katie made a point. Uh, before we – Katie made a point because we were, we were uh, uh, Boudreaux's for the final time. Um, I got to give a great shout-out to them. They've, they've been great for the past three years. I appreciate everything they've done to put up with us. Roger and the crew over there are great. Uh, but she asked me, <clears throat> she says, you know, when Morris got fired, did the assistants go with him? And I said, well, why do you ask that? She says, neither one of them are on the sideline. Chief's not, they're not even showing Chief in the box anymore. Not, he's not even on the sideline. And he, she said, I didn't even see Craddock. I think they showed, I thought they showed Craddock a couple times. Um, I didn't really pay attention to that. But I think, I think Craddock's just there for show right now. I mean, I, you I saw Lunny was the one calling the plays. Yeah, I, I, I get. I don't. I, who cares at this point? But I mean, at this point, I, it, it it came down to execution for me, and that just goes to show how many times did Morris come out and say we had a strong practice? This was I didn't expect this. Blah blah blah. These guys look like they remember the movie The Longest Yard. Oh yeah, that's what they look like. Yeah. Well, and that's my point, and that's where I was kind of frustrated when I was following along on social media and people talking about the lack of talent. I think it's a combination of lack of talent but lack of coaching. And that's, you know, we talked about last week some of the keys to, to, to being successful at Arkansas for the next head coach is, um, and one big one is being able to develop players. And I think it's important that we, or we saw that on Saturday, the lack of development in this program, um, whether it be from a strength and conditioning standpoint whether it be from just pure football instincts and, and knowing what to do, that's lacking right now. And yeah, it's it is lacking majorly. I mean, you. I mean, just just three. the lack of yeah, the three lack of stopping going for first downs, not being aware of where you were on the field. Just when he slid, he he. What was he trying? What was he trying to do? So the only thing that I can think of is if you remember, so the Mississippi State game, his very first run, he runs that dude over, and the place went and he bananas. Just, yeah, he trucked it, and then he did it, and then. So then in the Western Kentucky game, I don't think it was his first play, but one of his first series, he tried the same thing, and he hurt his shoulder. Yeah. So I wonder if, one, in the back of his mind, he's like, well, I don't want to get hurt. This is my opportunity. And then, two, the coaching staff being like, hey, protect yourself. We don't want you running guys over. And in his mind, he thinks he's protecting himself by sliding or running out of bounds. Yeah, but still, he uh, slid. He, awareness. Know where you are on the field. And I, mean, I think that's, that's where everybody's problem was at the beginning of the season when they said that he needed to be developed. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. It kind of shut. Now again, you got thrown out in the middle of the number one team in the country. Yeah. Okay. I don't think anybody, with as good as LSU is, I don't think anybody could have done very well against them. No. And 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 let's be real too. I mean, are we dealing with some guys that are kind of like career preservation right now? I mean, they know what they're dealing with around them. They have nothing to play for other than pride. And you know you're not beating LSU, so why should I stick my nose in there for that extra yard or two well, to get that first down? I, I, I would just like to show. Good. Yeah, I would just like to, to, to go on record and say that I picked LSU to be the national champion at the beginning of the season when we started the podcast. I'm going to have to go back and verify that. 
I even said this was going to be a loss. So oh, well, everybody knew that. <laughs> I mean, there was no question about that. But, uh, man, we, we, we can't. This podcast wouldn't be what it is without Will. And, of course, he's been missing the last couple of weeks. Yeah. So, uh, hope he's doing well. Y'all yep. keep him in your thoughts and prayers. Yeah, especially after we get done recording this one. Yeah, he's going to kill us both. We've got the basketball game going over here, 33-30 at the half. He's going to um, kill us both. He, Will, I'm yeah. sorry. We, we, we started at half. You're welcome, Will. Um, and we started while the game was going. Now, the one thing everybody's up in arms about this week is this clip right here. We're going to talk about it. So, go ahead. We're going to cue this clip up, and, and, and then I want to get your thoughts on it. So they haven't beaten anybody in a long time. Hey, let me start that up. There, there was going to be not too much of a celebration to beat Arkansas. They haven't beaten anybody in a long time. So uh, we were supposed to win that football game. And uh, on to Texas A&M. And that, that, now, everybody keeps saying that that was disrespectful, that, you know, they've lost respect for Coach O. But here's the thing. He's telling the truth, I mean, man. I, of the course, truth hurts. I love how everybody in the chat or in the group chat was like, "You're gonna whine and stuff." He's I, <laughs> dude's got a point. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I can't say anything otherwise to it. I can't say, "Oh, that hurt." Well, I mean, we, <laughs> when we're four and eighteen and they're playing in Atlanta, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're you're, you're four and nineteen over the last two seasons. You've won eight games total over the last three seasons. I mean, I mean, what are you gonna say? I mean, it's not wrong, and what, there's, what no you, wag your... there's no pride. There's no I mean, do you think they went to Club Dub after beating Arkansas? No, no. they went right into game prep for A and M. That's right. They probably were in game prep. For they were. Yeah. <laughs> I think they might be in game prep for Georgia already. But when when they when they put in Brendan, I was like, yep, no, this they're cruising now, oh, dude. This was... is their cruise controls on I mean, now. They're cruise control in the second quarter. But yeah, I had absolutely no problem with what he had to say. I, I thought it was fantastic. I, I, I mean, don't look. Don't get me wrong. Don't don't think that if Ed, Ed Orgeron is is the coach at LSU when Arkansas, if well, if Arkansas is ever good again, and we have an opportunity against them, I would love and revel in the fact that we beat them and use these words to make him eat these words. I'd be all about it. But at this point, I don't care. I think it's hilarious. I, I mean, I, it's, I, what else are you supposed to say there? Yeah, I mean. So we come out. We come out as a twelve-point underdog to to a five and six Missouri team. Yep. Is that surprising? Nope. Or is that kind of right on par where we need to be? I think we or, should be a twenty-point dog. Oh man, I. <laughs> I mean, it's just. It, it seems like so long ago we were talking about playing Georgia in the SEC title game in 03. I mean, it it, it seems so long ago when we were talking about sharing the Western Division title. And here we are struggling to just play. Yeah. <laughs> just play. Watching guys just run corners around us and fly. So, yeah. Um, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, which, which brings me to, to this point right here. I'm hoping Hunter Yerichek knows and, and, and can, can nail this, this football hire. The two names that I've heard so far, Luke Fickle, Lane Kiffin. Those two right there are picking up traction. Lane yeah. Kiffin, I think, is playing mind games with us. I don't think Lane Kiffin's picking up traction. I just think there's just a ton of trolling slash stupidity going on right now. I, I, but I don't I, – I would now don't get me wrong. I'd love to have Lane, but I, I don't know that he's a realistic option right now. Now, Who do you think is the most realistic option? Well, the two you just said, Luke Fickle, and it, that concerns me. Um, I Where is he at? Is he Cincinnati? Cincinnati. And they're doing good. Don't get me wrong. I – 
I don't, okay, first off, I don't know enough about Fickle to, to have a really good opinion. Um, other than a couple of things that I, that I do know in that he's a defensive minded coach, which I don't think fits what Arkansas truly needs. Um, and then he's never been outside, outside of the state of Ohio and his power five experience is not, I mean, he was what six and seven, I think at Ohio state in an, in an interim role. Um, I'm just not, I don't know enough about him, but I'm not sold on his experience and I'm not sold on the fact that he has that uh, that he's never coached outside of the state of Ohio. So where does his where does his southern recruiting connections come in? Um, how does he fit? To me, he more and really so honestly, whoever we hire, the, the more important part of the hire is going to be who they bring as assistants anyway, who their coordinators are. Um, and I but, think that's going to mean more than whoever the assistant coach is. To be well, honest with you. And to me, I think if you if if they hire Fickle, then that means he, now. Thing about Fickles, he's very analytical. He's a very smart analytical guy, which is fits a lot with what Mus does. Mus is also very analytical, and so I I would I would not be surprised if that's that would be a, the logical fit is there as far as what's kind of going on in the program right now. So you bring a guy that's very analytical, but I would assume that if that is the if that is the situation and that's who they hire, then they're that means that he's bringing some really highly qualified assistants with him. I, I just. The other thing that worries me about that is we went this route before with yeah, Elama. That's, that's and, what kind and, of worries me. Coming, bringing a Big Ten guy. Now, again, when you think about it, though, Bielema's biggest downfall was losing his assistance. Yeah. Because if Bielema could have held on to Pittman and, and those guys, who knows what this team could have turned out to be if, you know, you know, a few of the other Bielema issues that he had. But Bielema had some things starting to roll until he – started to act like a moron and Pittman yeah. left him and other things happened and, and, and everything went downhill from there. So I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe he blows it out of the water. I'd, well, I'd, whoever, whoever the coach is going to be, is going to be in for an uphill battle. Yeah. I mean, there's really no, there's really no sunshine there. I mean, you're looking at a rainy day right now. Yeah. For I mean, Razorback I, football for at least at least two years. Oh, at least one. And I had that. I had this conversation with a buddy today who asked me. Um, he was asking me who I thought the coach would be and all this. And and you know, I don't I, look. I don't know. I don't have a. I don't have a clue at this point. Um, my my guess is as good as anybody else's, honestly. Um, but we were talking about it, and he said, "I just I just want to win more than two games." I said, "Honestly, we may not win more than two games next year." I mean, I hate to say it, but. If you look at that schedule, it's it's brutal. That schedule is absolutely brutal. Yeah, I mean, you're going to be in in South Bend. You're going to be in Tuscaloosa. No, Tuscaloosa. That's a that's Alabama's here, here yeah. this year, next year. You do get that part of the schedule here. So, like Alabama, LSU, you get here, but you're going to go to Auburn uh, and whoever the cross division is next year. I think we go to. Um, but you also open South Carolina. I don't remember. I have to look at it. But we open with Nevada. We know what the Mountain West has done to us in the last couple of years. So um, that's a scary game, too. I mean, especially new staff, new everything. Who knows who's actually going to be here on, on campus? What kind Again, of here's here's my question, though. And I bring and I brought this up to Will on our live show a couple of weeks back. And, I, and I'm going to keep bringing it up until I'm proven wrong. What's going to happen if we're on this two-year rotation of new coaches every year? Well, I don't think we will be. And, and the reason... And we've talked about it. Uh, first off, financially, I don't. They, they absolutely can't. They they can't get away with it. But more than anything, my 
where I feel like we are as a program, I think most of the fan base understands it. I mean, if you didn't understand it before they fired Morris, you should have understood it after Western Kentucky and the firing and then watching the way things went against LSU. You have to understand this program is at its lowest point possibly ever. Ever. And oh, and so <laughs> just about ripped my head off there. It was <laughs> fun. Okay. So <laughs> I hope we keep that in this episode. That's good. So, um, but yeah, so I, I think the program's at a point where the fan base can can accept the fact that it's just not going to be good for at least three years. I, I don't care who you bring in; it's not going to be good next year. It, it is. But gonna, the point is, the point is, hang with it because when it gets when it when it when it gets back to business, and we get out of this slump, who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's kind of like basketball. I mean, we're we're seeing where that's headed. So. I mean, we hope the excitement continues there. We hope they can bring a coach in that can bring that kind of excitement for us. We're actually going to dive into basketball because you made a comment that I want to get your thoughts on and why you said it. Subscribe to Inside the Natural State and give us a five-star review on your favorite podcast app. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat at Natural State Sports. Welcome back to Inside the Natural State. A game update for you. 16 minutes to go. Arkansas is up 41-32 on Georgia Tech at Georgia Tech. So in two days, when you listen to this, you will be up to date on the game tonight. Yeah, uh, I don't. <laughs> Congratulations, Zach. Well done. You gave him an update. That's going to get two days late. Yeah, I know. Sitting live. I know. <laughs> I know. I've re- I've, I'm with the Razorback football team down here at the rock bottom. Right. Oh, man. Speaking of rock bottom, before we get started, you were going to bring something up earlier about Traylon Burks. Yeah, so everybody – the other thing, there were two other things with football before we jump into basketball. Yeah. Uh, everybody's making a big deal out of Traylon Burks apparently going over to Coach O immediately in the postgame, shaking hands and everything. And now, now the rumor is that he's going to LSU. He's transferring to LSU. Well, that rumor got shot down on a message board today. It got murdered so, on, on a message board today. So Yeah, so on a message board today, somebody wrote out, you know, I hope I'm, I hope I'm wrong, but afraid Traylon Burks is headed to LSU after the season. And Shafrida Strickland responded and said, oh, my God, people just make something out of nothing. They've always had a relationship since the day Coach O started recruiting him in high school. Traylon is not leaving Fayetteville. And this person responded and said, I hope you are right. And Shafrida Strickland responded, Trust me, I am. I'm his mother. So there you go. Straight from the horse's mouth. He ain't going wait, nowhere. Wait, wait, wait. I guess that's not the horse's mouth. Wait, whoa. Straight from his mama's mouth. Straight what? from mama's whoa, mouth. Whoa, there, Straight dude. Straight from the horse's mama's mouth. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Straight from mama's house. There you go. All right. You, you scare me sometimes. Do you know I? that? Yeah, that's a little bit. Why, that's why I'm here. Yeah, a little bit. That's why I'm here, though. But no, I mean, there you, ha- there you have it. There yeah. you have it right so, there. So calm down, Ridgeback Nation. Traylon Burks is going nowhere. Traylon Burks is going nowhere. Now, the other thing that people are freaking out about, and and you had to know, 
this was completely not real. Being a 49er fan, Dre Greenlaw, former Arkansas defensive player, I think he was what, linebacker? Yeah, linebacker. Comes out Sunday. Who did they play? They played the Packers, Packers right? Last night, yep. And on Sunday nights, they have their... On, I, can, I can pull you a clip if you want. Yeah, they, so Sunday nights, they have their, their little video intros. They tell them, you know, Dre Greenlaw, University of Arkansas, blah, 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 blah. Well, last night, I don't know if you can pull that up. I'm working on it. Give me a minute. But Here we go. This is what, hold on. This is what they said. Greenlaw, University of Greenlaw, University of Arkansas. So, University of Arkansas. Now, I say that to say this. A few years ago, one coach, LSU's former head coach, Les Miles, said on a press conference that we're getting ready for Arkansas. He said the very same thing. You just heard it. And now everybody's freaking out and giving him crap about it. He lost a bet because what isn't one of his... Other def- other linebackers from LSU. Yeah, Quan Alexander. Yeah, Quan. A- yep. So there you go. It was a bet. Why everybody's freaking out about it and, and dissing him on it? I mean, well, so initially when I heard it, I was like, because I was watching the game and I was like, oh, did he? Re- no, he. No. And so I like, immediately got on Twitter. I was like, Hey, Dre Greenlaw, did you really just say that? Come on, man. That's all I said. Like I wasn't, or I said, did you really just pronounce Arkansas or Kansas? Come on, man. Dude, it took off from there. You want to talk about people like questioning his? His his fandom or him as yeah. a Razorback or telling him he don't deserve to be a Razorback. Yeah. I'm like, okay, hold up, folks. Like, chill out. There's no reason to get that bent out of shape about the it. hornet's like, nest. Man, people got upset about it. I, I was, mean. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was like, that was that was wild. Hey, speaking of, though, holy cow. How good are the Niners? How sucky are the Cowboys? <laughs> so you <can't, laughs> you're not even going to give the Niners credit. I, 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 no, no, no. Bad about the Cowboys. I, I'm going to. I mean... A few years ago, they were they were a nothing. Yeah, they were an absolute nothing. I mean, they were four and twelve last year. Yeah, four and twelve last year. Are we talking about the Hogs? Those Niners. I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. See? But but they're four. They were four and twelve last year. Ten they're, and one. They're poised to make a deep run. Yeah, absolutely. A deep run. I, and then you have Cowboys tripping over themselves. I'm playing the cautiously optimistic role as a Niners fan right now because I just I keep waiting for the other shoe to flop here, or other other shoe to turn, and, and something bad happened. But they survived without Staley and Kittle. Now Kittle's back, and you see the difference he makes. They're still surviving without Staley. Is there? I mean, who's left on their schedule? Whoa, it's brutal. It's brutal. You think they'll, they'll maintain that one I loss? I think they no. I, I doubt it. They have the hardest four game stretch. I think like if it's not in NFL history, or it's they're the first team in NFL history to play four games in a row this late in the season that every team has an eighty percent or better winning percentage. So because they Yikes. had the Packers, Ravens. I have to look, but it's it's brutal. Their next four or next three, starting with the Packers, was is really brutal. So. This game coming up this weekend's huge. I mean, who they got this weekend? Ravens. So, they, can your defense maintain Lamar Jackson? I don't know. Nobody else can. So, I don't. I mean, it's going to be a tough task. So, and he's a, he's a special kind of kid too. Lamar Jackson's yeah. a special kind of kid. Yeah. But uh, yeah, let's let's not even let. Yeah, yeah. We could talk more time, more football come playoff time. I mean, the Cowboys will make the playoffs just because the East is awful. <laughs> it's like the West was a few years ago. It, 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 I, I, I got nothing. I mean, everybody calls me a bandwagon and a fair weather. Dude, I, I, 
I've watched the Cowboys since their last Super Bowl. Yeah. As I was a kid when they won all those. But I, I, I've been a Cowboy fan my entire life. I've sat through the Romo years. I've sat through the Sterner years. I sat through the one between Sterner and uh, Romo, and I don't remember that guy. Uh, yeah, there's been some random ones. That, there. Yeah, there have been a few of and 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 it hurts. It yeah. hurts, man. It, it it was a tough run for Niners fans. So, huh? I mean, I be- feel you. At least we between my hogs and my cowboys, they let me down every year. It's been a tough run, and you know what? Really, I mean, as a Razorback fan, obviously we watch, but then as a Cowboys fan, see, like when the Niners sucked, I didn't have to watch them because they don't ever get played on TV here. But as a Cowboys fan, they're always on TV, no matter how bad or good they are. <laughs> So you get stuck having to watch them or listen to them because they get the Cowboys. And and the thing is, is, is they make millions and millions of dollars. So I can sit there and say we suck, and and you know, that's that's I mean that that's all you have. They make millions of dollars. You criticize them. That's their job. That's right. That is their job, and they're not doing so well. (laughs) Hashtag fire Jason Garrett, please. Hire Urban Meyer. See, I don't know about that one. Lincoln Riley. I think it'd be Lincoln Riley over Urban Meyer. Um, Bob Stoops. I don't think I don't think Bob Stoops will go <laughs> to Dallas. I don't know. I mean, he's coaching the XFL team. I think I'd jump from. XFL I'm gonna. I, you know, I'm gonna watch the XFL. I remember that one from a, the, the the original XFL from several right. years ago. Yeah. Well, this one's gonna be a a watered down version. Oh, of super it. watered down version of it. It's not I'm, I'm depressed at this one. I just yeah. I'm like this this. There's well, no, for, they they want to make it work though. That's the thing. There's not going to be a German suplex on no. the. I mean. no, there won't. There won't be. Or so, you know, a power bomb. No. Thank goodness, though. Gosh, somebody break a neck. That'd be perfect for football. Somebody really like break a neck in half. That'd be awesome. Right. Oh man. Oh, so basketball. There's there's something good. I mean, hey, we're. Uh, oh well, crap. It's forty five, forty four. So in two days, people are going to know that. It's not going as well. You know, one it? of these days, I want us to do a running commentary of a game. Oh, man. Of either football or basketball. Because you really can't do a running commentary on baseball. Oh, I can. Can you? Yeah, it just right. takes a while. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that, that might be fun. Um, no, okay. So you had made the comment either in our, our chat room or on Twitter or something. You had made a comment somewhere some time ago that the hype – is it, the hype surrounding the team right now is good. However, pe- many people are going to get disappointed when it comes to SEC play and and, the, and when the struggles start. Because we all know that it's coming. Yeah. You had said something. I'm, I might be paraphrasing or something like that. Kind of elaborate and expand on that. So Because apparently... You're, you're ruffling feathers here, trying to be a Debbie Downer from what yeah, I've heard. and I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer at all. I've, I've, and, I've, and I've said this a, with a, to a few different folks. I'm not down on Muss. I think Muss is going to do a fantastic job at Arkansas. And I'm not down on this team. I think this team is, really, is, is good. They're not really good. This, this is a good team. Remember, this is a very pieced-together team. This is patchwork is the best way to put it. And while they've looked really good defensively, Offensively, they have concerned me. They've not been able to get into a rhythm since that first game, um, and so I don't. It's not really. I'm not. Don't give me, and don't take it as a, in a that I'm trying to be, you know, overly negative or that I'm trying to bring it down. Razorback Nation, we as all as fans need the basketball team to be good because we really don't have any hope for good until we get to baseball season. So the last few years have been really rough because we haven't been able to get excited. 
So I think going forward, you know, I'm not I'm not telling people not to be excited because be excited. This basketball program is going to be a lot of fun, and this team's going to be fun. But as you see on I see on social media all over the place, people, oh yeah, this is a tournament team. This is a tournament team. Possibly, I'm not going to say they're not. Did you see the latest rankings though? Yeah, I mean, as far we're, as we're creeping up there. We're, we're we've got a the, shot. Ten, I think. Last thing 13, I looked, we had 13 votes in the top 25, and I think yeah, we're but a, a 10, uh, 10 C, we were yeah, we were 11. 10 10. We're a 10 seed. We had that 10 seven matchup. Yeah. Um, I think the lowest we've had was was we're a, a bubble team. Right. The last four in. Yeah. So, do you foresee them in that spot? As far as this turns into a you a, a you interview here, do you foresee them being a tournament team this year? I think they can be. Um, I think they're going to be on the bubble for most of the year. I think we're going to see this be a 9, 10, 11 type seed team um, if they get in. And so um, I just, there's, there's, a, there's pieces missing, um, you know. And, Thank and again, you, NCAA. Right. And there's, and it's, it is a patchwork roster, which is fine. I mean, that's what Muss is working with, and he's doing a fantastic job. Muss's coaching will get us some wins. Um, that we probably didn't expect or shouldn't have gotten. But the people that are out here saying this is like a 24-25 win team, this I mean, I still think this is an 18-20 to 20 win team, which is still a good season. Well, I mean, for a first-year head coach, he, for the first time since Nolan's first year, yeah, he's 5-0. and Yeah, and, and I mean, and a lot of this depends on how good the SEC really is because so far the SEC's not looked great. Kentucky's so, got a loss already. Yeah, I mean, Kentucky, and, and they've been close in some other bye games. So, um, several teams in the league have lost bye games. I mean, LSU's lost one. I think, uh, what, South Carolina lost one. Did Florida recently? I don't – but anyway. But even still, once it hits SEC play, that's when everybody's true colors come out, don't you think? Well, that, and we're seeing it a little bit tonight. You know, the shots still aren't falling on the road. Um, I didn't see what the score was going into that break. But um, 47-44 I know, Arkansas, and they are at the charity stripe. I'm curious. I'm going to pull some stats up here real quick just because I'm just out of curiosity on this one. While he's pulling up stats, this gives me an opportunity to plug our tailgate show if it gets out on time. Uh, Friday, Black Friday, we're going to be live on the War Memorial Golf Course bringing you pregame coverage of the battle line rivalry between Arkansas and Missouri. It is the final football game of the abysmal 2019 season. Uh, and then, then we get to shift gears into basketball and baseball and other Razorback sports and also um, other D1 sports in Arkansas, like the UCA Bears, who are in the playoffs. Yeah, an eight seed. So that – we might try to do something special for that. We, we'll see. We, we're, we're working we're on gonna, something special. We, we, might, we might try to – For try the to ninth year in a row, did I see that A-State is now bowl, bowl eligible? eligible. Yep. yep. So they're, they're sitting pretty. But uh, high school playoffs, they're in – they're in full swing, man. They're in full swing. This is what, second, second week? Yeah, we're th- third round now. Third week? Yep. So, so everybody's everybody's getting there. We Bryant, should... Bryant held held serve last week. It was a little 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 rusty in the first <laughs> half and then took off in the second half. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <coughs> show starts. Um, we don't have an actual time yet. Just make sure you watch the page for the official time of our pregame show. But it will be me, Steve, and Justin was going to be making his live show debut. I hope you guys are ready. So... Yeah, I'm excited. It'll be fun. I mean, yeah. hopefully it's not pouring down rain on us. If it is, the show's going to go on, and we'll be out there all game long. Um, do you have tickets? No. I'm, if the weather cooperates and there's cheap enough, I think I'm going to bring my boys. So um, my youngest has never been to a game, but he's all kinds of excited about football. You know, me and Katie went last year when it was right, cold. Oh, I and, went with my raining. six-year-old last year in the cold and rain. It was brutal. We sat in, oh, I think it was section 
seven or something. It was right across from the press box on like the 35, 40 yard line up at the very top. It's not a bad seat in the house, dude. Oh, no, there's not. It's it's a great little place. Not a bad seat yeah. in the house. It's a great spot to watch football. It's just if the weather cooperates, then then I'll, I may try to go. Um, but if not, then but we're, we're going to be in, we'll be in we're going to be in section C of the reserve tailgate area. So stop by, say hi, and enjoy the show. We're going to have speakers out there so you'll be able to hear it too in the tailgate area. Yeah. So, um, so just so looking at the stats right now, we're shooting forty five percent from the field, thirty seven and a half percent from three, and sixty percent from the free throw line. So, and and this is against a Georgia Tech team that's really not that good, and they're missing their. They're, one of I was going to say they're missing their their, their top score their guard. Yeah. So I mean, it's that's. This game is a is a good test. I mean, it's a good win if they can get the W tonight, um, and hopefully they do. But it'll go well if we're going if we are a tournament team. I think it'll look good come, come yeah uh, come if, March. And if this is going to be a tournament team, this is a game you have to win. Look, don't get me wrong. Now Montana um, and San Diego or uh, South Dakota were two good teams. Those well, we shut South Dakota. Yeah, down. and both of those teams could potentially be tournament teams. So. Um, those will be good wins on the resume as we go forward. I'm just ready to see this team up against, uh, I, I guess, where I'm holding, I'm being cautiously, I'm trying to be cautious with this team, is until we see them play a truly talented program, a talented team that, that can push them. Once we see that. Like, you're talking like an Indiana? Yeah, I think Indiana could be one. But, Who else did they play in the, post, in the preseason before we uh, hit conference play? Nope. Hang on, I'll, I'll pull the schedule here. I got it. But I, I wanted to ask you too, Steve. If and, and again, I'm I'm playing both sides here. I call it like I see it. I'm not going to be a sunshine pumper. I'm not going to be a negative Nancy. If we lose this game tonight, you do realize Twitter they're going to all jump off the must bus and the wheels are going to come off. Nah, maybe not. I mean, I don't. You, you know they're going to be the naysayers. Th- there will be the well the ones that are the ones that'll come out will be the ones I told you you wasn't a good hire. I told you we're going to be good. They're the ones that have not One said game. a word. Yeah, well, it's the people that haven't said a word for five games that have waited their opportunity to say, well, he's not that good. Um, and, and, I mean, I, I don't know what the score is. I missed that again. 40, I think it was 48-46. Yeah, so, I mean, we're still up. But, um, I mean, shoot, December 7th is a big one, um, Western Kentucky. And that's Ooh. a that, – <laughs> hey, hey, it's okay. It's okay. I was – I, I – All right. <laughs> I mean, we play Valpo. I don't think they're the same Valpo. But, I mean, Indiana – um, I think Indiana will be a good team because that's going to be in. That's in. That's at. That's at Indiana. That's so. at Indiana. Um, let's see. Have you been? Have you? Have you been to that? No. Uh, what are they, is it, do they call it a field house or arena no. or whatever? Uh, yeah, I've never been there. Um, and then of course you get into SEC play. Is there anybody in the? I mean, usually, the last couple of years it's always been either Florida or Kentucky. Well, you can't. I've looked at this field a couple of times. There's not a, there's not one team that stands out. Kentucky, Auburn, Tennessee, and Florida are all ranked. Florida has struggled. Um, it's not looked very good. Auburn's probably still going to be a good team. Kentucky's going to be Kentucky, and I mean, thankfully we get them early. We get them January 18th, so that may bode well for us. For maybe they're not quite clicking yet, but I think we play them twice this year. Uh. No, maybe not. I thought for some reason I thought we played them twice this year. Played Tennessee twice this year. Um, so I mean, yeah, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic of what this team can do. Um, I feel I feel like 
they could be a tournament team. I think there's the talent. I mean, obviously, you get Kyrie Walker in here, then that changes. Does that changes does things. that does that change the dynamic of this team? Well, you know, we talked with 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 Kevin McPherson about that last week. Some and the that only, was such a great interview, yeah, man. Absolutely. The 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 one thing that concerns me about that is you're halfway into the season, and now you're going to try to plug a new piece in. Um, how's that going to affect chemistry on the floor from what you've already built, especially defensively? Because defensively you have to have really good chemistry to play well together. And so far, obviously they have played really well defensively. So, um, it, so with the addition of Connor Vanover, thank you again for screwing us NCAA. Um, hey, but Gabe's eligible. He is, but why is Vanover not? We don't know. I, I that, that just, it irritates me, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, does Connor Vanover add a little bit of a different element to this team had he been eligible this yeah, year? Vanover's worth two or three wins, I think, just in terms of what he brings on the inside and his I mean, and he's not your true inside presence, but he's a guy that's gonna alter he's gonna alter shots, he's gonna be able to get rebounds, and then on the offensive side, he's gonna bring the bigs out, which makes things a little easier because right now you have no one to bring a big out. But with a guy like Vanover, he can you're gonna bring he's gonna bring your big out because he has to stay on it. So, so one of my – and I don't know why this was such a, a, a proud moment for me, I guess. I don't know why. But uh, seeing Coach Musselman get his first technical as a Razorback head coach. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we've had that here in a couple of years. I mean, Mike would get them, but it was it – was, you always were this like, one, where, where is it? Where, come on, Mike, where's your where's your fire? This, Give us I something. mean, with Mus, dude, he was on it. If the pieces stay together – where do you see this team this time next year? I mean, are we talking about the same situation or are we actually talking improvement? Well, so let's talk that a little bit because the over the weekend, the basketball team got a huge commitment out of Jalen Williams, um, top 100. I think he's around 70th ranked. Um, Which now puts us at the number eight team in number eight recruiting class. 24-7, yeah. I think 12 on rivals, but uh, yeah. But if we've learned anything from the football recruiting class, they were a top – 25? They were what? 20? Top 20. Top 20. Top 20. Top 20 consensus, I think, they ended up. And we, we still got two wins. Well, Just, that's a little different story. So, <laughs> the the guys that Muss is bringing in, he's going to coach up, and, and basketball is a different animal anyway. But the guys that he's bringing in are special. And yes, I mean, they are. KK, which all it looks like all signs point to him committing on Thanksgiving Day. Um, so, you bring those guys in um, – you're probably losing Isaiah Joe. Uh, to, he's going to go to the league, I would assume. Um, I don't know. He may he may stay around one more year. I, uh, no, did you not? Uh, somebody one of the one of the big sites put out a, a deal last week that he's a uh, right now he's or I think it was late last week um, that has him currently as the eighth rated uh, potential lottery pick for next year. If he's a lottery pick, he ain't coming back. Yeah, if he's a lottery pick, deuces. Yeah, so because he was he was talked about as a second rounder last year, fringed into first rounder this year, and he's already played his way into a, a potential lottery pick. If he does that, he's gone. Um, it would I would love to have Joe here with Moses and those guys, um, but uh, but where this team is next year now, next year's team is a tournament team. So um, next year is you, you you look at next year and that's tournament or bust for sure because. You get Vanover, you get all these transfers that are sitting out a year learning the system. Um, you know, you lose a few pieces off of this team. If you talk Isaiah into staying, buddy, you have no – You know, this could be a special year next year if you can keep that guy here and this entire recruiting class shows up right. on campus. So, yeah, I mean, the improvement should be massive between ne- this year and next year for sure. Going to be fun. All right, we're going to step away for a minute. We'll be back on Inside the Natural State.
subscribe to Inside the Natural State and give us a five-star review on your favorite podcast app. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat at Natural State Sports. We, the people, stand tall, equal, and free. In pursuit of happiness. And premium American spring water. Mineral-rich, revitalizing goodness. With a naturally detoxifying high alkalinity. And 7.8 pH. Bottled in glass. To oxygenate our brave, proud selves. The healer and hydrator of. We. 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 The people. The Mountain Valley spring water. Back to the source. Welcome back to Inside the Natural State. We have reached the nonsensical part. Yeah, we don't have a lot, so we probably could have stopped at the last segment, but we want to give Will more work. So. We could have, but there's one there's one person out there in, in, in the uh, Twitterverse yeah. that just really, they, they, they. Have you ever had that person that you block, but then you're so kind of, interested in what kind of more stupid stuff they can say. So you unblock them every now and again, or they say so many stupid things that people always comment about it. So you're like, what the heck did they say? So you have to unblock them. So that's where I am with this guy. So I think most people know who TJ LSU dad is and, and uh, on Twitter. And when I first started following him, I was like, he's kind of cool. Like he was, he, he seemed to be all right with, with the Razorbacks. He was even when the games were good, when we'd win, he was, he, he wasn't so bad. Um, but you know, I Not don't, to get on the political spectrum, but when politics started happening heavy and hardcore, he he got almost to a racist side of things, and I'm like, I know he didn't almost. Okay, yeah. So <laughs> no, he he jumped head first into that. Yeah. So I just blocked him. I was like, I don't do political stuff. I'm not playing this game. I don't. I don't. So now before you before you continue, I gotta we have to we have to tell our our, our fans here. We're not politically driven. We do not bring politics or no. race or any of that into inside the natural state. Or, or natural state sports as a whole. This is just this is this is the nonsensical part, and this is a big deal to us in a way of being fans. And I, I just I don't want to hear this out loud, but I know you're gonna read it. Yeah, so so he this was the tweet that he made um during the game, and I saw this at the very beginning of the game. He said maybe Chad Morris had something personal against KJ Jefferson. Didn't like the way he walked, didn't like the way he ate his cereal. At a loss for why Chad Morris would leave this kid on the bench when he's obviously the best quarterback at Arkansas. So he's trying to make the implication of what we all think he's trying to make the implication of here. Well, some have gone two different directions with this if you read the responses to the people that agreed. Some want to try to say it's race. Others, with their tinfoil hats on, think that this dude has made the con that the that he is he was. He didn't want people to know just how good KJ was so that he could guarantee that his son Chandler would start next year. See, I've heard that too. But then again, I gave up my tinfoil hat. Dookie. Horse Dookie. (laughs) Horse Dookie. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. Again, I made this comment, or I I made this comment actually on the tweet. That's dangerous. You know that that is it that's is. really dangerous. It is, but I couldn't not do it, and I got you. Go, could not do it. <laughs> I, I, it had to be said. 
You couldn't stop yourself. Could I couldn't. You? Yeah. I'm trying to get back to this. <laughs> trying to get back to the game here. Well, um, hey, while, while you're while you're trying to find that, uh, apparently Georgia Tech just got a technical, and we're up seven fifty seven fifty, and running with just under six to go. Yeah. So this is looking better. Well, I got took a screenshot of it. I have it right here. Just kidding. Oop. Ignore the porn. But I mean that. Right, whoa. So, whoa, uh, whoa, 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 ah, whoa. Just kidding. We don't, we don't need to know your insight into your night so, job. So best quarterback on the roster mm-hmm. was 50% passer, mm-hmm. 105 total yards, a 29.8 QBR. Actually, Jack Lindsay was three for four, 51 yards, a touchdown, and a 99.3 QBR. Not going to get into that. Traylon Burks has a 100 QBR. So, but, but so, I, and, this is not me dogging on KJ. I do believe if KJ stays here that he potentially is the future of this program. It didn't matter who Chad Morris played at quarterback this year. They were going to screw it up. Yeah. And not the quarterback, the coaches. The coaches were not developing. The reason KJ Jefferson is not ready today to even see mop-up duty or be a starter against Western Kentucky is because he's been piss poor coached since he's been on campus and he was already a guy that needed added development when he walked on campus and it's not and that's not kj's fault no i'm not exactly i'm not digging that's on the K- thing KJ is that, that's all. not that's not kj's fault yeah so I, this if kj is not, sticks around i mean look at the weapons he's got around him burks yeah. knox um, um henry henry <laughs> white yeah tq i mean shamar nash if those guys hang around you've got a ton of talent that's going to be around him they plus just, he's a he, plus he's also a runner i yeah. mean we've seen what he what he can do yeah, when he knows where the sticks are. So oh, don't go there. <laughs> but so yes, if he hangs around and gets good coaching, he's absolutely the future. But to to imply that a guy is going to that a guy is here or that, that a coach is going to hold a guy out so that we can't see how good he is, just so his son can be the starter next year, is as for as bad as Chad Morris was, he wasn't that stupid. I'm sorry, but it had nothing to do with that. Yeah, but I've heard that I've heard that word those those things before about well, that him was, holding a spot for Chandler. But that was bound to happen. I mean that that and, and here's the thing: if Chandler is good enough, when he if if he would have come here next year and that whole situation would have worked out, and he was the starter, then fine. If he got out there and proved it, the fact is is that now, well, I shouldn't, I can't say that. So because he was way too loyal to a couple of guys that he brought here this year. But one he, Ben Hicks, one Nick Starkle. But the thing is, is he also brought KJ here, so he's going so to be loyal what? to KJ as well. And I know that Chandler is his son, but at the end of the these guys know at the end of the day in big boy SEC football, and and and, and well, maybe he didn't learn that then. He sure knows it now. What well, baffles me though, Steve, Starkle's got SEC experience. Is it, was it the line that, that made him look so horrible? Yes, that was a huge part of it. Huge part of it, and and again, or is it? Well, or now somebody else brought this up too. Um, a friend of mine who's also an A and M fan, when she saw the um, five interceptions against San Jose State, yeah, that's why he lost the job against Kellen Mond. Oh yeah, well, and he had his struggles at A and M, but but he's regressed since he got on campus here. Mechanically, he's terrible. Uh, I think the whole team has just gone. They backwards. Have. And again, that's that is all on the coaching or lack thereof that they've gotten over the last two years or one year for the guys that have been here this season. So that's a big part of it. Um So, know. okay. I guess my question then is put yourself in a head coaching position. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
You have to recruit players to Arkansas. How do you recruit a 4-18 record? How do you recruit some top guys to come to Arkansas to rebuild the program with back-to-back 2-10 and seasons as a brand-new coach, brand-new assistants, everything else? Well, again, this is where Morris did excel, and I think you've got to take that blueprint that Morris used in that you've got to, number one, preach playing time. You've got to be able to preach culture change. You know, We want our guys in here to begin to rebuild this. Everybody is – this is one team. Number one, you've got to come in and build that camaraderie in the locker room immediately. But as far as to get the recruits here, it really is – you're going to have to sell a vision, much like Morris was able to do, but then you're going to have to sustain that vision. Again, we talked about this beginning of this year. What Morris did last year in recruiting was phenomenal. Two and ten season, top 20 class, some of the best – one of the best classes, if not best, we've ever had. Best wide receiver class we've ever had. Best defensive line. I mean – best defensive backs. This class was really, really good for what Arkansas has done, and it was coming off of a 2-10 and season. And when we came into this year, all we said was that all he had to do was to win at least those four non-conference games and still one or two SEC games. And if he could do that, he would be able to sustain that vision that he was selling. But unfortunately, he wasn't able to do that. The next coach has to be able to do that. Now, we all know that it's going to take time. But as long as as long as we see tangible evidence that this team is getting better, then I don't think you'll see many issues from the fan from the fan base. From a recruiting standpoint, that's when it just comes down to he has to sell the vision, but then the, the product on the field has to back up that vision. Otherwise you're gonna see like we saw this year. Players will start falling off. I just it, it, it astounds me that how just how bad we fell off. I thought, and you know, and, and you and I spoke on this, and even even you, me, and Katie in post game of the Colorado State game, we thought, okay, I, I at least I thought we were finally turning a corner. I mean, it seemed like it because of how we did it. You know, late kind of felt like they figured it out. Yeah, I, that's yeah, and I'm I'm, and here we are again, staring down the barrel of a two and ten season, and I I, I just I, I don't top twenty recruiting class. Yep, again. They didn't develop, and they didn't sustain that success that they were selling in the offseason. And when that happens, that's that's the direction it goes. It just it astounds me that I, I – and, again, we, we went through John L. Smith, the five and seven, four and eight years of Houston Nutt, and, and still had – you know, still looked okay. Now, this is bad right now. I, 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 <laughs> I mean, we truly look like an FCS team that's not very good. On UCA the would come in and put 30 on us. Oh, easy. UCA would beat this team more than yes. likely. I mean, it's, it's scary. I mean, it's, it, it's I'm, not good. I don't know if we're going to see another amazing Arkansas Razorback team in our lifetime. Ah, I wouldn't say that. I, 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 I wouldn't say that. We got there's, – there's still plenty of opportunity ahead. I mean, they got to get this hire right. But well, it's like I said, you know, everybody keeps asking us on Twitter, you, me, Will. Um, heck, I even got we got fans here here in town that stopped me and talked to me and asked me what I think and everything. Um, and they're you know, Hunter Yearcheck's got to go too. He's the one that hired, that hired Morris. No, he didn't. If I remember right, like we've been talking about, they were they they were hired a week apart almost. Well, they were they were basically hired at the same day, but Yurichek had nothing to do with it. Um, and if anything, and, and and he's made two fantastic hires. Now, one of them is has yet to to show what they're made of, and that's Jordan Weaver. But we'll see that in 
in uh, early 2020. I know Katie's excited about that. The other one, I mean, is Eric Musselman. Yep. I've met the coach. I've talked to the coach. I like him. He and but he's doing he's doing what he's supposed to. He's winning the games he's supposed to win. Very handedly. Yep. He's the first coach since Nolan's first year. He's the first first year head coach since Nolan Richardson in 1985 to be five and zero. Yeah, we're number one three, and we're the number one three point defense in the country. Yeah. When have we ever been able to say well, that? Number now, three it, overall defense. I mean, this team is really good right now. I mean, mm. we're only six games in, but. That's got to show hope. I mean, that's a that's a spark we haven't seen in Razorback yep. basketball as of late. Yeah, and so, I mean, go back to your point. I mean, this is a huge hire for Juracek. I mean, it, it could be career-defining hire for Juracek. If he misses on the biggest the biggest sport on the hill, I mean, it's the biggest. It is mm-hmm. the moneymaker. Oh, yeah. Um, and you miss here, no matter what goodwill you've gotten on the others, this is the big one, and this has been broken for a long time, and it's going to take some time to fix it. And, and he's got to get it right. I mean, I, and, and it's a lot of pressure on your check at this point, but it's this is huge. Yeah, but I, I've got enough faith and enough trust in Hunter Yurchek. I do too. That I think. he will eventually bring back Coke. No, yeah. I'm just, no. I'm, you know. <laughs> hey, maybe. Maybe we can only hope. So, all right. So, enough about sports. We've got a few minutes here. Oh, boy. What do you got going on for Thanksgiving? Yeah, all those family people are coming. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I mean, we're just, we have. Um, you got any fa- You got any Thanksgiving Day traditions? You know, we really don't. We've we've had such a wild and crazy last couple of years that we don't really do anything specific. I mean, before I got into the, the the business I'm in now, I was in retail, so I always ended up having to work. I on, hate working retail. Yeah, so I always had ended up having to work. The where, where were you in retail? Um, I was I was with a couple. I was with Walmart, Lowe's, and Kohl's. Uh, was the three main. I was at Walmart and Dillard's. Yeah. So uh, Dillard's around Thanksgiving and Christmas time. <laughs> it's enough to hang yourself. The good thing, the good thing was, was I was in loss prevention, so I didn't have to. Oh, you uh, had the fun job. Yeah, I, I just sat in an office and watched morons and tackled people. So you had the fun job. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. You know, we have we, we uh, my family for many many years, and now we get to pass it on to my daughter. Uh, Black Friday, we'd always go to or Thanksgiving Day, we'd always go to a movie, and then Black Friday, we would always get up and go to the Christmas tree farm, pick out a Christmas tree. Right. Uh, now we get to pass that on to my kiddo, so now I get to go with my parents still. But now we get to tag, you know, my daughter gets to tag along now. Uh, so, I mean, that's a little thing. Yeah. You know, we all gather around. I think my sisters are trying to come into town. I know my si- one sister might make it in. I have one sister that lives in Cabot. One sister lives in Plano, Texas. Yeah. So, she, her apartment, you remember the, the big storms that came through the Dallas area a few weeks back? Yeah. Tornado was like a three quarters of a mile away from her apartment. She woke up next morning because we were all trying to text her. You okay? You okay? She we get a text the next morning. Yeah, what what happened? <laughs> this girl sleeps through freaking tornadoes, man. She's done that since she was a kid. Oh man, it amazes me. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we don't we don't really do much. We don't have too many traditions. I think this year we just have uh, since we're the we have the new house of the family, so we get everybody at our place this year. So we're hosting. Um, I'm going to attempt to not. Uh, burn the turkey. So I'm, I'm on turkey. Don't duty. deep fry it. So I'm not. I, <laughs> I've wanted to every year. Um, but I, I tried to talk my dad in, in, into doing that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really want to this year, but I'm, yeah, I don't have the stuff, and I'm not going to go buy it. But so that's that's pretty much it. And then my wife will go do the Black Friday shopping. Yeah, Katie's Katie's wanting to go do Thursday uh, night all working, day Friday. Working in retail, I will not step foot because it's just not fair to those people that have to work on that night. If it was at midnight or any time after midnight on Friday, like Thursday night Friday, then I'd go because it's fun. I'm, I'm a people watcher, but um, no. 
You won't catch me anywhere. I'm gonna be at home watching football, hanging out with the kids. So right, that's my Thanksgiving tradition. Send the send the wife off to shop while I get to sit around and have a few nightcaps and hang out with the kids and watch football. That's what's up. So, so guys, this week is Thanksgiving week. There won't be a weekly show, but make sure you check our live show on Friday, live from War Memorial Golf Course at War Memorial Stadium uh, in Little Rock. We're going to be live for the first time this year uh, from the tailgate area. Justin and Steve are making their live show debuts, so it's going to be fun. But uh, guys, check it out. Holidays are finally here. So y'all, enjoy family, enjoy the camaraderie, enjoy the fellowship. Steve, man, I'm excited for Friday. Yeah, yeah, I'm too, man. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, it's not raining and pouring. Yeah, but your butt's not gonna get there for setup. I gotta get there at 5 a.m. Have fun, have fun with that. Right, it'll be in a little bit. It's gonna be fun. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Inside the Natural State. Until next week, it's all basketball, man. All righty, man. Woo pig. Woo pig. Remember to join us every week as Zach and Steve bring the best in fan reaction to Arkansas sports. Follow us on social media for the best of fan-driven, unfiltered content.